Shooting it raw? Yes. Shooting it raw. So welcome to uh, the padded room. Now, uh, so it's been a couple of weeks, it's been one week actually, since I've been trying to get a uh, guest for the podcast. It hasn't been working out too well. We have typhoons out here in Hong Kong and uh, just been trying to chase after people and just how it is with these podcasts. Uh, one of the things I've been trying to do um, quite actively is to get people who are in the space or sort of working in, in climate change and uh, meteorological sciences and they're really hard to, to pin down. Um, not really sure why. Is it because they're a shy bunch? I think that's part of it. Is it because uh, shooting it raw is quite unknown? Maybe. Not a huge high-value target, but, you know, that's just how it is. So instead, uh, this week, what I'm going to do is I'm going to re-release the episode I, I uh, recorded with Rogi. Uh, Rogahan. Rogi, who... Uh, when we spoke last, he was sort of talking about what it's like to be a director, what it was like to to be an actor, what it's like to, you know, just basically to share his world out in, in Vancouver and in film. And uh, I was listening to a podcast with uh, Conan O'Brien with Gyllenhaal, uh, I don't remember his first name, uh, but listening to him talk about the whole process and the techniques of... of uh, being an actor, I thought, oh, that reminds me of Rogi. And then, actually, the movie Rogi was working on, uh, that he shot uh, way back when, when we spoke, is actually finally out. It's out, I think, this week or, or last week or something. So, perfect time to re-release the episode. So, here it is. I hope you like it. And, uh, yeah, share with as many people as you can. So, uh, and remember, if I can get uh, a thousand subscribers... I will eat a Carolina Reaper pepper, record it, and upload it so you can all laugh at me. Shooting it raw? Yes. Shooting it raw. Like, look at me, Ma. I'm a, I'm a giant joint. <laughs> <laughs> this is, is this pre... Is this before a pot was legalized? Or, or this is before it then? Was, or? It was uh, at the same time. Right. Right. It was ha- it was happen it was happening. Right, got it. Okay. Yeah. One of the frustrations about recording these podcasts sometimes happens where the gear decides to g- give you the middle finger. Um, oh, okay. So what? And I'm sure this has happened to you on stage, and probably has happened to you while while filming, where you've, yeah. you're getting everything together, and then one little thing screws you in the yeah. So. Um, from the from the work that I do, right, uh, yeah. with, with Po Chong and in the service leadership, it's based on a Jared Diamond book called okay. Guns, Germs, and Steel. And okay. the idea is it's called the Anna Karenina Principle, and that it doesn't matter how strong you are in your in your strongest in your strengths. What matters are your defects, because sometimes even the smallest mistake or defect can actually rule you out, can completely make things fall on their face. So mm-hmm. all of this to say that I don't know if this has happened to you while shooting a, a film or in, on stage, but I just looked over at the recorder and uh, it, it just, it was off. 
I turned oh. it on, and it was so all the beginning is gone. <laughs> we can redo it if you want. No, no, this is actually good. This is part of shooting it raw. So here, now we're okay. So, yeah. so I don't know if that stuff is. <laughs> it, I don't know if that stuff is uh, is recorded, but. Right. Let's just go quickly. We'll go quickly to the photographs, right? So sure, sure. we're going backwards yeah. in time. We're going to go back to the photographs. Only this time we're going to breeze through them. So the first yeah. photo that Rogi sent me, uh, and I've known Rogi forever. Uh, no, since forever, but I've only reconnected this past yeah. month or so. I'd say we met in grade seven. Probably yes. last saw you in grade 11. And yeah. The first image you we discussed was of you on your in you in your SUV. So just right. give give the quick uh, the quick story of that one. It's me. It's me in the Jeep. My son, sound guy is in the car next to me, and peeking out through the sunroof is my DOP, and uh, she's got the um, Red Dragon camera, and we're driving around the top of this parkade. We're getting uh, footage of the city. And uh, just some moving shots of, um, you know, the beautiful skyline of Vancouver. For and, your uh, stuff like that. For your feature film. For the feature film that I, my first feature film uh, that I am was directing, okay, and so we're in post production for that now. Are, can do you have a title that I can, or you don't want to leave it? You don't want to let the cat out of the bag? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not allowed to say because okay. I'm not the because I'm not the producer. Right. I'm just the yeah. I, I don't know anything about this stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. Why were you chosen as the director? The the people uh, who who did it, I did a short short film for them the year before called The Head of the Snake, which is like a psychological kind of horror thriller. And during that time, you know, we, we liked working together so much. He said, hey, man, I've been sitting on this feature film. And, and I'm like, yep, done. I'm in. Sure. Sweet. When do you want to do it? And then a year later, um, where we filmed it. You mentioned that it was 13 weeks of shooting. 13 days. 13 days of shooting. Oh, my goodness. 13 yeah, days. We took, we, yeah, we gave the crew uh, one or two days off each week so that we didn't burn them out. So it took about a month, but we had only 13 days of actual filming. Amazing. Um, yeah. And we shot over, I don't know. 90 hours of usable footage wow, wow like that's not in, that's not including all the stuff that was not usable so so describe the red that people don't know what is it you know all i can tell you is that you can probably describe it better than i can um is that it's one of the i guess it's a very popular uh, camera to use uh, for um, making movies, it shoots raw, like you know, like you're a podcast, which isn't doesn't necessarily make it easier to work with afterwards. But you can do more things with it, mm. you know, because it's raw. So the the files are really huge, but you're getting everything. You're getting all the detail, and then that way you can really pick and choose um, how you want to use these these shots, as opposed to. I don't know what other cameras or, or companies, mm. but you know, if you can't shoot raw, then you're kind of confined to whatever that camera is capable of capturing. Right. But you can probably expand on that a bit more. So your your relationship with your uh, DP, which is uh, director of photography, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So your relationship with her goes back how many years? Oh, zero years. Oh, you just sort I, of. 
we met her. We she was recommended to us for the film, and we met up with her. And as soon as uh, we met, like I knew it. I the knew chemistry she was, was there. The you could totally see in the image. So in the image, yeah, yeah you're. The, the chemistry is there. We immediately cared. Nice about and for each other, which makes it really easy to work. Because right. uh, I'm always I'm always considering her, and she's always considering me. Mm-hmm. So like the, and that's what made it. You know, often I would be like is it a little dark? And then she would go, oh my God, I was just thinking it's a little dark. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I can tweak this. I'm like, right. yeah, yeah, okay, let's, we, we got a couple of minutes. Nice, nice. Uh, and then she would have, you know, she would have awesome suggestions. Um, so yeah, so we really, Is the you know, crew, I think, was the crew mostly based uh, in, in uh, Vancouver? Yep. So most of the crew was found by uh, Leah, the, the DP. Oh, right? wow. So she would find, yeah, so she, she, and which is common, you know, I'm like, well, okay, if you got people that you like, okay. you can work with, you should, let's go try to get them first. Sure. Instead of me imposing, you know, strangers on you. Right. Right. So she had a team that she worked with before and she brought them on. Uh, I didn't need to, because I trusted her, mm-hmm. I didn't need to vet them. Uh, and they were great. Everybody was, you know, everybody came on board. Everybody understood. It was a very low budget film, mm-hmm. and we, everybody is, you know, punching above their weight class. Sure. Wow. So, yeah. So, uh, just to, we'll quickly jump to the other image, which is of you dressed up uh, as uh, an Asian. Well, who cares? Asian, <laughs> not Asian, but dressed up as Elvis Presley. But they wanted an Asian as Elvis Presley. They wanted it. Yeah. It was for a film, and they wanted their call went out. It was like maybe I had like maybe eighteen hours or something. You know, that's advance why advance notice, yeah, advance notice. So it's like ah, so I'm like ah, who's who's fake boa is this? And it's probably my daughter's, right? And that's that was my fuchsia shirt, and that's my my wife's sunglasses. And then I I had sideburn choppy things, but they weren't like great, so I filled them in with mm-hmm. like pencil mm-hmm. and. Uh, and that was it. That was, I, I became, you know, Elvis. I did whatever they wanted me to do. And from the um, previous, well, from from the initial conversation, uh, one of the things that that because you're you're an actor uh, and a performer, one of the things was that yeah, you kind of in a way need to cultivate uh, a lot of self portraits or portraits, not necessarily self portraits, yeah. but a lot of images that you show to your audience. Yeah. So. I thought it was interesting, and I'd like to go back to that. That you sure. s- that you were like, well, because of this job or this this mindset or who you are in terms of as a performer, y- images are very important. Images of you are important to share with yeah. the audience. So talk to me about. So talk again about that that relationship of the connection to the the masses or to your fans right. or whatever. I came to realize that that connection is pretty important because without without the fans, without the people watching, you know, you could say our business doesn't exist. I could still do a show, but without any audience there, it's not a show. Of course. So part of the part of our job now is to have an online presence, is to use social media because it helps. Uh, people, you know, people who like my acting, 
people who like me, my shows and things like that to um, feel connected has, uh, to me. That's okay. So how much has that changed from when you started? Yeah, it's changed a lot. I mean, I remember when I started acting, the internet wasn't even really a thing. Well, it didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, it, you know, or yeah, not, not, uh, like I didn't have a computer. There was no, like this before Facebook, like yeah. it was, it was, it, the, this whole thing was, it was just completely different. Maybe every once in a while, um, someone might recognize me from something on the street. Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. You know, how I got my agent was at that time, I think I got like 20 photo headshots and resumes together and I hit the bricks. Yeah. I looked, I looked up their addresses in a phone book and I went to them. <laughs> right? Like, that's I crazy. Love, I, I love the delivery of phone book. <laughs> Can yeah. you imagine yeah. what that is? Can you imagine that? Right? Isn't that crazy? It's a book you know? with phone and, numbers in it. <laughs> I know. Like everyone's number in the whole city, right? Yeah. And I had a, a pager. Uh-huh. And I had and a fistful of quarters. That's awesome. Like that was the deal, right? Like your agent paged you. Yeah. You you phone them, yeah, and then if you were lucky enough to have a fax machine, it would get faxed to you. If not, you went to the corner store. Mm-hmm. You got you got faxed, and then you auditioned one or two days later. Sure, like everything was just so much slower. Right, but now I could get an audition right now, get everything sent to me on my iPhone, I'm submitted electronically, and then I'm auditioning tomorrow morning. Wow, or Maybe even tonight. So, if, you so, know, that. so would you say that thing? Okay, things happen faster. But would you say that, yeah. that there's a lot more media being produced? Like there's a lot more work for actors. Would you say everything's been in, increased? Um, yeah, I think everything's been increased. I would have to say that. You know, there used to be a thing like pilot season, where you know everyone would go to LA and try to get into pilots and stuff like that, and there still is a pilot season, but really, you know, with the platforms like Netflix and Amazon, uh, even Facebook and Disney, like they're shooting, there's pilots all year round. Okay. You know, people like the content is insane. Right. Right. So. Okay. So as an actor. Okay. So just to, to rewind, to put some context, because that may have been lost, but uh, sure. essentially, uh, Rogi and I went to the same high school and have known each other since grade seven. Uh, I, the last thing I can really remember about Rogi is, is being uh, in, in a play and I was on the sort of the lighting and sound crew. And so of seeing him and, and doing the, the, the rehearsals and the performances and, and then suddenly discovering him like decades, two or three decades later, seeing right. he's still, you're still in acting, <laughs> still yeah. in acting. Uh, like I, yeah. I'm totally floored. And in a way, we haven't seen each other in, in all these years. And so you've clearly, you have been thinking about steeped in like completely probably f- you've been teaching as well from what I understand you've been teaching yeah. uh, the this craft and this and this and the whole 
the 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 depth of understanding that you have for for acting is just that experience is huge one of the the things that that i was really inspired by was was an image that you sent over of you made up as somebody i don't know 20 or 30 years in the future from now so somebody like an elder right. gentleman with the with the makeup so how would you say you're you're thinking about about the craft and about your 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 own expertise or uh, has matured yeah that's a good question that timeline is uh super clear uh in my mind and in my heart uh and i'll you know i'll, I'll try to be quick about it because it it's you know these are massive events in, in my life but you know i started out angry uh, which uh, i don't regret uh, because anger can get you far but only so far huh, okay. um, in this business. So my body was bigger, like muscular, like my neck was thick and my chest was thick. And I was this young m kind of really in your face kind of actor. And that's exciting. Um, but then after a while, testing goes, Hey, uh, dude, what else can you do? Uh -huh. Right. They're like, can you be vulnerable? And I'm like, Oh no! What does that mean? Hulk smash! So, yeah, exactly. Right. So now the industry, the craft is asking me to transform, and then I had to take a real hard look at myself. Uh, and then you know, long story, really long story short, I move into the idea, the concepts of love, mm -hmm. and how to be in love uh, with my craft how to be in love while I'm acting uh, even when I'm doing my characters are doing terrible things that kind of thing how how do I embrace the world with my heart and that really transformed the way I worked the way I saw things uh, that's kind of when I started to teach more and then I started to really see my responsibility in cultivating the generation of actors coming up mm. behind me. Okay. And they didn't, they, they don't necessarily have to be young. You know, they could be like 65. Sure. You know, they just, they're still baby actors. Uh, because I realized that if I become afraid or whatever, uh, and I don't cultivate those coming up behind me, my industry is going to die. Okay. So you, you, you kind of, you've, you've been transitioning a little bit into directing. And I, yes. I, th I thought what you said was, was you know, earlier about, it's true that on stage, you're right. The stage, it's essentially the frame of a stage is fixed. And so if you want yeah. to have a close up, if you want the attention of the viewer right. to be on, on a small gesture or whatever, you have to kind of remove everything else or else it'll get lost. Whereas yes. with, with a, with a, with a camera, you can just tighten the frame or whatever. So yeah. How do you feel your, so somebody who who is learning to become an actor, how do you mm -hmm. help them transition from stage to to? Is that an easy transition to go from stage to film, or or TV? It that would depend on the individual, but in terms of technique, it's it's pretty easy. You just have to practice. Mm. You know, like a like anything, like a like a kung fu. Mm -hmm. Right, like a, and I, I use terms like kung fu, or because these are 
uh, I consider artful things that are action driven. Okay. And, yeah. and all acting is a craft. However, acting is action. Got it. And, it. and I don't mean that physically. In fact, I mean that quite oppositely. You know, I know that's not a word. No, um, that's okay. Your heart, no, in the opposite, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your heart. When I say something uh, in front of the camera, you should be seeing or feeling what I'm doing. Right, okay. Even though I'm still. Right. And that transition, and that's what I find coaching and teaching exciting because that is different for every person. You know, I have techniques and things like that that I can uh, ask people to do. But ultimately, those techniques show me what kind of person you are, how you think. Mm -hmm. So then I can go, oh, oh okay, 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 oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Forget, forget what I said. Do that thing you just did now. What are you thinking there? What's happening? What, what part of the universe is aligning inside you for you to say that line just like that right now? And I try to um, inspire people to see themselves, to mm -hmm. honor themselves, right? To really endeavor to know who they are so that they can, they can give the most authentic acting that they can do. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to act like me because mm -hmm. that's not, that's not who we're casting. Sure. You know, like I said earlier, like castings that maybe the biggest part of uh, the success of a project, you know, people cast Rogi because of the way I act mm -hmm. because of how I think they can tell like, Oh no, no, Rogi's good for this project. It's right. just, he's, there's something about him, but we, but we all have the same techniques. Right. Right. But what's different is my my spirit. Nobody has sure. uh, my spirit. So, so have yeah. you had a project that was so challenging that because it, look it, at the end of it, look it's, it's also your job. So you come in every day. You show up. It's it's work. So you do you do the work. Mm -hmm. Your work is very yeah. you know it's in in some sometimes your work is very emotional and sometimes it's very physical. And all. Okay, so that's your thing, but. Have you ever come to? Have you ever had a, a day or a, or a set of days where the work itself put you through the ringer? That created a real awakening, or, or kind of sparked a real change, or has that ever happened? Yeah, that happened to me. Fortunately, earlier in my career, in my last year of uh, uh, theater training at UBC, and. Um, it was pre it's pretty important because I was cast in the lead, this lead part of a play called A Lie of the Mind by Sam Shepard. And the character is Jake, and he's like very broken. Uh, and the play opens with um, he thinks he's killed his wife. Uh, he thinks he's beaten her to death. Um, and so I didn't have any safeguards. I didn't have any techniques. I just uh, went in Raw. to this guy. Yeah. yeah. And I started doing weird, crazy things. And um, I isolated myself. Like I didn't talk to anyone. And I just kind of lost myself in this character. Um, what I did, I had, a, I had a, a bench, a weights and bench press in my living room. So all I did was I, I ran my lines. I smoked cigarettes and I did bench presses hmm. and I and occasionally I would break shit against a wall 
because mm. I was like losing my mind. Huh. And then I, and I'll go to school. And do you think? What, so was that maybe yeah, a factor but, of you being younger, just being young? Yeah, that was a factor, and and I just wanted, like, I never played a part like that before, and I just wanted um, so badly to. I wanted so badly to do a, a phenomenal job because I, I love this playwright mm-hmm. so much. Um, and then, it, you know, when the play closed, I was the same guy. I stayed as that guy for a good month. Oh, wow. And my friends were like, what is your problem, man? Why are <laughs> You're you being pleasant. such a dick? <laughs> and I'm like, and I, immediately I'd be like, what's your problem? You know, like. Oh, really? Like, like you're, you're so, really, wow. Yeah, I just like lost so- it. So okay, so uh, this this is a completely tangential to to to, but I find it fascinating. So you lose yourself in a character enough that it kind of sticks, you know, enough to yeah. carry like the echo kind of, you know, is residual enough that you're kind of carrying it into for you said for the the following month, right? Yeah, it was great, you know. And I say, fortunately, it happened to me then, because when I discovered what had happened. I had to go through a psychological process on my own of like, oh, this is not me. This is Jake, who's walking on the furniture right now. Mm. Maybe I'll just maybe I'll just sit down for a second, mm-hmm. and then try. And then eventually, I was able to separate him from me and let him go. But it's through that process that I was able to to be safe with in my acting from that point forward. Okay. So it didn't it didn't matter. Uh, who I was playing, what I was playing, uh, I could always find a way to leave that character on set, leave him at the theater, or hmm. bring him home and contain him until everybody went to bed. Right. And then go through a little process of like, okay, just like, okay. it's okay. Nobody, yeah. yeah. So, so somebody who's, who's in their own, like somebody who's, okay, so photography is not a performance in the sense that photography tends, I mean, somebody who's using cameras to, to, to capture images and to try to tell an interesting story, mm-hmm. um, they're not necessarily doing a performance, although it can be that. Uh, right. But in acting, be it on stage or on, you know, from in film, you have, you're, uh, you're being watched. You're, there's a viewer that you're catering right. to in a way. You're, you know, you're trying right. to elicit feelings or impressions in a viewer. So how can you make connections from that to say somebody who's either when you're shooting a film with a camera or making images stills, is there a connection? How do you, how do you mean exactly? Is there a connection? Could you give some advice or could you talk about, share to, to, to a photographer to say, okay, listen, when you're making an image, it's not just about mm. you. It's also about right. what you're going to elicit in the viewer. Right. So I think I can speak to that from a filmmaking point of view, which I think is slightly different from a stills photography point of view. So I think, I don't know if, you know, if this was cut off or not, but I was talking about how when I'm making a film, I'm creating the frames, I'm creating these shots to tell the story, and then I'm inserting actors into these shots, and then they speak the lines. If I want people to feel like sad the actor helps but all the strings of images that i'm going to put together before and after that actor talking 
I'm trying to make that happen in those images. Mm-hmm. And I say it's different for filmmaking because there's soundtrack, there's Foley, you know, like I can, you know what I mean? Like you can do so many, there's so many other things layers, that, yeah. that layers. Um, whereas, you know, I have, I've looked at a photograph before and just cried because that photograph touched something inside me, mm-hmm. right? Like a piece of art, mm-hmm. uh, a painting or whatever. So, so, so here, let me, let me kind of wrap things yeah, together yeah. in the sense that, okay, you sent me five images, which I will put <laughs> on the website. They're essentially right. portraits of you, which, which as a performer are necessary. And yeah. each one tells an interesting story. And in a way, for, for a viewer who kind of comes to see them, they can, they synthesize their own sort of impression of, of you, right? So, right. so, so, so here's the question. How is this different from, say, you know, a 16 year old girl who does selfies every five minutes? Uh, I would say, I don't think it's that different. What? No, come on. There has to be a difference. Why can't, but why can't that be her expression? Okay. Right now, right? Because 10 years from now, if she's doing the same thing and she actually comes to me and opens the door to dialogue about it to me, I'll say, well, it seems like your expression of art has not changed in 10 years. What do you think of that? That's that's a good point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she's 16 now. Of course. And she's doing selfies all the time because the world tells her to do it. She's self-conscious about you know, the story that I see, right, from a grown-up point of view who has a 15-year-old mm. goes, oh, I, I, the story I'm getting is she's self-conscious about the way she looks because of the angle that she always does. Right. You know, she's she's worried about missing out on a post. Uh, she's worried about likes. Mm-hmm. You know, she's using so many filters. You know, she always makes sure she's doing something cool or right. she wants people to know that she has money. Or whatever. And so to me, I'm like, okay, that's a story I'm getting from you. Now, it may not be interesting to me. So then I'll stop looking at it. So how do you take it up a level? Oh, man, you know, in my opinion, and this is what I try to do when I do selfies and stuff, which is hard, is to be as honest as I can be. Okay. So when I do like the... You know, I don't take pictures of myself before every audition. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that particular one, I'm like, I, I feel cool about this. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I want to share this. I want to share this. You're you talking know? about the Elvis one. Uh, the Elvis one. Yeah, it's right? cool. I love it. I love it. The spirit you know, is great. Like, yeah. Their spirit is great. So I don't, I try not to put stuff online that doesn't have that. I know I'm not successful all the time because sometimes it's just producers going, hey, man, post something. Right. Oh, okay. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, okay, fine. And, like hey at the crafty truck you know like have you have you ever had a moment where you've you you because for example listen like with shark rescue okay so, so one thing you, you 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 may not have known is that uh from 2009 to 2016 i i launched this thing called shark rescue to help raise awareness about um the plight of sharks being endangered and one of the things so that was me actively trying to raise awareness and i was putting mm. all this energy to make it happen and then, right. but the thing is, sometimes 
something would blip, would become super popular. Right. And sometimes something wouldn't, even though the amount of energy I'd put in would be the same, you know? So, so I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. predict why, for example, like with, with your, with your self portraits or with your work, do you have any ideas? Have you ever thought about how it is that sometimes something that you do and you can't, you don't know why it is, but became super popular, you know, went viral or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And other things which you think would be good kind of just get not noticed. So have you have you faced right. that as a performer? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I'll post something about like an awesome show or something like that. And it'll just get like a, a mediocre response. But then I'll post um, a giant steak that I made that night that I ate at midnight. And it's like, it goes like it blows up. Right. And how do you... And, and, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, like, I have no control over that, it's, it's, obviously. Isn't that kind right? of weird? It's, I have control, I guess, over how much effort I put in. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but that's about it. I have no control about... And it's weird. Yeah, it is. It's very weird. Um, and then if I look at, like, my Instagram... Right, I'll post different things, and I'll look at my likes, and they're like, they're the same. They're like the, which makes me kind of go, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe that means no matter what I'm posting, it's in the right spirit because right. it's the same amount of likes all the time. Right, right. That's interesting. Okay, yeah, okay. And, and to me, I'm kind of okay with that. Sure, sure. You know, well, I, I find that interesting. Yeah, well, it, it, yeah, I'm also fascinated by by. Um, well, of communications and publicity and performance mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And um, right. it's so confusing to try to understand why some things capture the imagination. Because maybe, mm-hmm. it's, maybe it's that you've produced something that hit a nerve in the collective unconscious or whatever you want to call it, that yeah. people all of a sudden go, holy shit, that, really, that, that speaks to me at this moment. Yeah. I mean, I know that I think there are people out there who are good at, you know, like they're posting viral stuff all the time. Mm. And to us, or to me, it may be like, oh, I don't find this particularly important. Mm -hmm. But I just watched it. Right. Like, what? So, of your (laughs) characters... I'm part of the millions, you know, that have just watched it. Right. So, so of the characters that you've done, you know, either on stage or on TV or in film... Which character would you say that that could, could almost confuse not con- confuses but confounds that kind of like runs against what you like you're just like I have no idea why this or is there one where where you actually had a response that was so powerful you must have been like well I can't put my finger on it but that hit a nerve so has that happened or are you, are you always really well, clear the only the closest thing I have to that example and I don't think it was because of me like I was the I guess part of the uh, part of the machine but people reacted to them because of the show right right or the writer or the writing or mm-hmm. the director and then they see my character so I think it's kind of happened my two most popular characters you know are Dang from the kids show Mr. Young and then um, Cam Fong from the J-Pod TV series based on the book by Mm -hmm. Douglas Copeland. Mm -hmm. And J-Pod, 
was popular because of Douglas Copeland. Right. You know, people here, like, he, he's, they know him. Um, you know, they love him. I mean, he wrote, like, uh, like the first six episodes and then had a hand in all of them. And, uh, and then my character just became, like, I brought my own uniqueness to the character. But uh, the character's written a certain way. You know, he's mm-hmm. like this like mafia whale, sure. right? And then people just loved him. Right. Like just, you know, and then on Mr. Young, the Dang character wasn't, he wasn't really meant to be in tons of episodes, but he became so popular with the kind of 8 to 12-year-old demographic of young boys because of his, the, his craziness, whatever. And then he just like blew up, you know, like, um, if I wasn't in an episode, I wouldn't be on set. And then people lining up for autographs would be like, Hey, where's Dang? Right, right, right. And then they'd be like, Oh, he wasn't in this episode. And then, so I started coming in, right? even though I wasn't on the episode because they wanted my autograph. Wow. So those are the only two kind of, and I, I get why, but I, I can't say that it's because because of something right no, i understand i did yeah i get it okay rogi um listen I've, we've been talking shop for a while i really hope all, all that stuff we recorded earlier is great i'm gonna put your photographs for sure on the on the on the sure, site man. my i would yeah i'd love to have you you're you're so good to catch up for sure for sure same same here man it's so good to see you it's not the same seeing your pictures and no of course all the awesome course. stuff you're doing but but this is really nice man Shooting it raw? Yes. Shooting it raw.